Welcome to the Canadian SME Small Business Podcast, the go-to source for Canadian entrepreneurs and business leaders. Join us as we dive deep into the heart of Canada's business community, bringing you inspiring stories, cutting-edge insights, and practical advice from our nation's brightest minds in marketing, innovation, leadership, and tech. Whether you're launching a startup or scaling your enterprise, our mission is to empower your journey with wisdom that makes a difference. Let's grow together, right here, right now. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Canadian SME Small Business Podcast. I'm your host, Maheen, and today we explore the mosaic of innovation and determination that is small business. Small businesses are the beating heart of our communities and the driving force behind our economy. They bring local flavors to a global audience, they foster innovation, and most importantly, they embody the resilience of the human spirit. By supporting local businesses, we're not just buying products or services, we are investing in dreams, families, and the future. Today, we have the privilege of speaking with someone who doesn't just understand the importance of small businesses, but also uh, the profound impact that they have on sustainability and social change. Stay tuned as we unfold the story of investments that are changing the world for the better. Today, we are honored to welcome Kahe Law to our podcast. Kahe is at the forefront of sustainable investment, a field that's reshaping the landscape of what it means to do good business. As part of Telus Pollinator Fund for Good, she has sourced, evaluated, and executed investment opportunities that not only yield returns, but also contribute positively to sustainability and agriculture. Kahe's remarkable journey is impact investment began with her work at Engineers Without Borders and has since spanned several continents. She's a visionary who has transformed the way we look at impact and investment, proving that financial success can go hand in hand with social responsibility. Kahe, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. Wonderful to have this opportunity to chat with you, Mindy. Very well, and very pleased to have you with us this afternoon. Nagahe, can you tell us about the recent investments like the TELUS Pollinator Fund, uh, which has been made in cleaning technology, and what kind of impact these investments are intended to create? Yeah, I think the context to, to start with in response to that question is really recognizing the critical moment that we are facing both as a country and as a globe in terms of our climate. Um, I think across Canada this summer, we all felt that impact very acutely in terms of the impact of wildfires, which used to be much more of a West Coast uh, phenomenon. Um, but now it is a reality that every Canadian um, recognizes and prepares for, unfortunately, um, as summertime comes across. Um, against that backdrop, it's really um, imperative that if we want to address the changes of climate and the impacts on our livelihoods and our communities, that we really need to be backing those solutions that will help us remove carbon from the atmosphere and reduce overall emissions. Um, mm -hmm. If we look at the global objectives to reduce or keep um, global warming and limit it to 1.5 degrees before pre-industrial averages, which is a global commitment uh, of gov made by governments around the world, um, we actually need to decarbonize our environment and our practices seven times faster than we currently are. So when we look at that, what's needed? Technology, solutions, and companies that will help find those solutions and scale it. Um, and we really believe at the Telus Pollinator Fund that the entrepreneurial spirit and the innovation that is held with, uh, uh, among uh, entrepreneurs and founders across Canada and around the world 
they are at the heart of what is going to help us achieve those goals. Um, so the Pollinator Fund, we are excited to be able to leverage the TELUS's leadership commitment to sustainability. And, and we invest into early stage companies that are addressing social and environmental challenges. Um, the area that I lead within uh, TELUS Pollinator Fund is our sustainability and climate investment. And we were really excited in the last few months to announce a number of really exciting investments that are addressing carbon sequestration, um, more efficient energy management, and really looking at plastic waste and how to reduce the overall um, volumes that are going into our environment that way. Mm -hmm. This and is really important. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> well, this is really important because if we look at climate and clean tech um, challenges, it's all encompassing. Um, we can't just reduce our emissions. We have to also look at our individual lifestyle choices. Um, and so that's why Pollinator is investing in companies like Climate Robotics and Earthos and Plantify that addresses all different aspects of our uh, emissions targets um, in order to be able to scale those solutions more broadly. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Guy, for our listeners who are curious about impact investment, could you explain the process and criteria that TELUS Pollinator Fund uses to select startups and enterprises for investment? Yeah, so impact investing is, is a notion that you can invest in a company both for financial returns as well as measurable social and environmental returns. And those two items are not trade-offs. So you're not investing uh, in, in uh, accepting a concessionary financial return in order to have a social and environmental return. Um, we believe that those two returns are interlocked. Um, so we look at companies where they have a very um, compelling solution that can tackle carbon sequestration, for example. So we look at a company like Climate Robotics. They are a modular solution um, that can take agricultural waste, turn that agricultural waste into biochar, which sequesters carbon permanently, um, and at the same time offers co-benefits to farmers. So that's a very measurable environmental return. At the same time, we believe their business model has a real compelling opportunity to scale and produce financial return. So that's a very good example of the interlock between impact and financial return. And every single company we look at and we assess, we will assess very deeply on both of those fronts. Um, we are also really excited that those companies in our portfolio that we have invested in to date, and we have 30 companies in our portfolio since starting to invest two years ago, um, are growing. And they're demonstrating the ability to deliver on these social environmental results, as well as perform um, well financially. Now, each of the companies you recently invested in, like the Climate Robotics, Arthos, and Plentify, offers unique solutions. Um, Guy, what distinguishes these companies and how do they align with the fund's goals? Yeah, so again, our goal and mandate is to really identify the most compelling solutions across our four pillars. So we invest in solutions that drive decarbonization or sustainability challenges or solutions. We invest in companies that are really advancing responsible and sustainable agriculture practices. We invest in companies that are really enabling better healthcare access and inclusive communities. So we are very much driven by those target outcomes and objectives. The three companies we're highlighting here today, Climate Robotics, Earthos, and Plantify, they really straddle our climate investment um, objectives in a regenerative and sustainable agriculture objective. So each of those are really anchored on measuring the volume or tonnage of CO2 emitted or reduced um, uh, uh, every year. So it's a very tangible, measurable scientific goal. 
And we are also looking at how can these companies um, really help demonstrate to other companies on how they could, um, that investing and um, supporting early stage solutions can really scale. So climate robotics, I think I already gave an overview of that earlier. Um, if we look at the agricultural sector in terms of overall carbon emissions, Probably on a global basis, the agricultural food and agriculture sector emits about contributes to about 15 to 20 percent of global GHG emissions. So really, climate robotics innovation, which is a modular pyrolysis unit, can really help take agricultural waste and turn that into not only um, a carbon sequestration um, medium, but also uh, offer farmers and landowners um, a new product and a soil amendment that can really help reduce, improve yields, um, which can improve their revenue and their margins, and it can reduce um, impacts of low water or water scarcity. So that's a really unique solution since it can re reduce carbon emissions and also uh, offer co-benefits to farmers. Mm -hmm. um, Earthos is a really interesting solution led by two women uh, founders out of Toronto. Um, and they have really found an innovative solution to look at plant-based um, materials to produce a, a resin that can replace plastic. And that innovation is really unique. And when we looked at the company, um, was really kind of um, a, a standout in that their product can be dropped in to any existing plastic manufacturing line. This means that the adoption of plastic-free materials becomes very easy since manufacturing lines don't need to be upgraded from a capital um, CapEx uh, perspective and can really reduce the barriers to adoption. That's really important as we all know that the growing plastic uh, waste is a, is a major issue for the health of our oceans and also overall GHG emissions. Um, and then finally, if we look at Plentify, Plentify is a solution that is really looking at how can we optimize the um, energy usage that we have um, and in this instance, their application is a, a, a very simple product that uses and can leverage a home's water heater um, to act as a, an energy source, reducing the overall household energy demand. And this is really important, depending on where you're located, your grid energy can be um, a source of uh, uh, GHG emissions, or as we electrify our economy, the overall demands on our grid um, is going to increase. So we need to be able to look for solutions that can drive much more energy efficiency in our household in everyday use so that our grid can keep up with the overall um, demands that we're going to require as our economy electrifies. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited. These are only three investments. Um, uh, at the end of the day, we believe that we need to make much more invest, uh, a much larger uh, volume investments into companies like Earthos and um, Climate Robotics and Plentify uh, because we need those technological innovations that are required to drive um, our carbon emissions. Right. Now, uh, Guy, like impact investing often comes with a unique set of challenges and rewards. What has been the most gratifying aspect of your work with the TELUS Pollinator Fund? Yeah, there's so many. Um, I think that the, at the end of the day, if we look at the challenges we want to address, um, they are going to be developed and scaled because of the perseverance of the founders. So getting to meet founders like Jason Aramburu at Climate Robotics, 
Ornuha and Siddiqui at Parathos. Um, they are really exemplary in terms of visionary founders that have really understood the challenges that they are addressing and are throwing themselves full force into developing their company and scaling their solution. Um, and they are not going to stop until their solution is scaled. And, and again, kind of these conversations with these founders are really energizing because I think for perhaps many of your listeners, when you see a lot of the news that's coming out um, about uh, our wildfire crisis or the state of the climate, it can be really depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, and many, especially young people, um, are getting very anxious about the state of our climate. So to have these uh, conversations and meet all of these founders that are saying, we recognize this challenge, but I have an idea and I have a solution and I want to do something about it. That's just, you know, that that is very energizing and gives me and I know the rest of our team a lot of hope um, that the ingenuity and the entrepreneurial spirit um, of, of founders around the world and especially in Canada uh, will really make a big impact. Um, uh, to to the the overall challenges we're all trying to work towards. Right. Now, go ahead, looking at a bit of a bigger picture, how do these strategic investments in social and environmental solutions drive change at a community and a global level? Yeah, um, this is really important, especially TELUS being, you know, a, a major Canadian player, a com- technology company, um, and it's really important to TELUS as a social capitalism leader that we contribute and make sure we can see um, benefits in our community, but that that ability for TELUS to leverage our global networks and capabilities, um, that that scale, that impact can scale as well. Um, I think to answer that question, we also have to, we can remember that climate in and of itself is both a local and a global challenge. And we'll make it very real. Um, If we look at um, the impacts of wildfire, as I started out talking about today, um, in in the West Coast here, when we were facing the realities of wildfire this past summer, what happens is we have to keep our kids indoors, or we have to limit our individual activities outside. And if we were unfortunately living in the interior, where many families lost their belongings and their household, their homes, because of wildfire, um, the impacts of these climate events are very personal and very local. But when we make investments into addressing climate um, challenges, or if we look at what we can do to reduce carbon emissions, we know that those solutions are also going to help overall uh, globally. Um, if we can reduce uh, global warming, then that can also reduce the impacts of wildfires. Maybe another very specific example is we have another company in our portfolio called Dryad Network. Mm-hmm. They are an early uh, wildfire detection um, solution that can be uh, sent uh, wildfires when they are just at a smoldering phase. Um, and they will be able to alert first responders within an hour of smoldering phase. So you can understand that this solution, if we can deploy those across our country, um, we can help alert first responders and local communities to upcoming fire risk and reduce that fire from from spreading. Mm -hmm. And we know that the effects of wildfire around the world is growing. So our investment in a company like Dryad is really helping to scale that solution and helping communities around the world be able to get better early warning signs 
so that first responders and fire responders can, can manage those fires in a much faster way, um, reducing the overall risk to personal injury, economic impacts, and overall environmental challenges that comes from growing um, wildfire risk. So I hope those are a couple of kind of examples that because we're choosing solutions that are really driving our um, climate challenges or our social challenges, it both has a direct impact, but also a global um, uh, reach as well. Right. No, it's pretty clear that the TELUS Pollinator Fund is a, is an embodiment of TELUS's commitment to social innovation. But as we wrap up this conversation, Kahe, what is the long-term vision for the fund and how do you see it evolving in the future? Yeah, I think when the fund was first launched back in late 2020, um, really on, you know, the, the back of the CEO, our CEO, uh, Darren Entwistle's vision that um, TELUS has a lot of assets to be able to leverage to address our social and environmental challenges. And it's really important to recognize that in late 2020, we were still in the thick of COVID. So where a lot of corporates were um, uh, focusing inward and really tightening up what they were doing, TELUS said, no, now is the time when we really have to leverage our capital, our social innovation, and our commercial capabilities to drive change around the world and in Canada. So we were backed with an initial 100 million. Um, to date, we've committed uh, 40 million of that to just over 30 um, portfolio companies. So our immediate objective is to find more investable companies that are really going to be able to deliver on our social and environmental mandate. So more companies like Climate Robotics, like Earthos, like Plentify, that really are helping drive climate solutions that are really have a business model that can scale. Mm-hmm. I think our other objective, um, uh, and we didn't talk about it so much, but how we deploy capital as a venture fund um, is really important to Pollinator as well, to tell Pollinator as well. And what I mean by that is if you look at our portfolio, um, 40% of our companies are led by women founders. And 50% of those companies are led by founders from a racialized or indigenous background. Mm-hmm. Um, to give you context, the overall venture capital industry, um, uh, about 2% of all capital goes to women-led founders. And about 20% of all deals go to women-led founders. So reflecting on our portfolio's composition and who we choose to back and the diversity of those founders and um, their backgrounds, um, is a marked difference from an inclusivity perspective compared to where the, the current venture capital industry is at. Yeah. And for us, that's really important um, because having founders with different lived experiences really matters if we're going to ensure that our climate solution addresses everyone's needs or our social and environmental or health solutions addresses underserved populations. So we really want to encourage more founders, regardless of background, to really look at um, what you could do to apply your ingenuity and your entrepreneurship to start and and apply that to solutions that can really help us tackle our climate ambitions um, and our social opportunities in uh, in that instance. So we want to find more of that. And finally, we'd like to encourage other um, individuals or institutions um, that are managing capital to really look at how you're deploying capital and recognize that impact investments, and in particular, early stage impact investments are really a compelling asset class 
um, that can help you deliver on financial returns while doing good at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, it's quite obvious that when we talk about investments, it's not just about the financial returns, but the social and environmental dividends that truly count. But it's been quite an enlightening conversation with you, Gahe, and thank you for sharing your insights and for the impactful work you're doing uh, leading with the TELUS Pollinator Fund for Good. Um, we'll, we'll look forward to an opportunity to have you back with us on our podcast to hear some more updates and exciting uh, news. But till then, uh, you know, wish we wish you and uh, the fund both continued success. Thank you for your time. Thanks so much for your time as well. As we bring today's episode of the Canadian SME Small Business Podcast to a close, I extend a profound thank you to our guest, Kahe Law, for her enlightening insights into the world of sustainable investment. Her work with the TELUS Pollinator Fund exemplifies the powerful intersection of financial success and social responsibility, offering a blueprint for impactful business practices. Our discussion today delved into the transformative role of clean technology investments and the strategic approach of the TELUS Pollinator Fund in fostering environmental and social change. Kahi's experiences with companies like Climate Robotics, Arthos, and Plantify illustrate the diverse ways in which businesses can contribute to a sustainable future. I would also like to express my gratitude to our partners, RBC, UPS, and Zero for their unwavering support of the podcast. Their commitment helps us bring these valuable discussions to our audience. To our listeners, your engagement and support are the lifeblood of our podcast. By tuning in and embracing the stories and lessons shared, you play a pivotal role in fostering innovation and championing small businesses. Stay tuned for more episodes that delve into the heart of entrepreneurship and innovation. Your involvement is crucial as we continue to spotlight and support the dreams and aspirations of entrepreneurs and small business owners everywhere. Remember to subscribe to the Canadian SME Small Business Magazine by visiting canadiansme.ca for more inspiring stories and expert advice. Until next time, keep investing in a brighter, more sustainable future. Thank you for tuning in to the Canadian SME Small Business Podcast. Your support fuels our passion for empowering Canadian businesses. Don't miss out on our next episode, filled with fresh perspectives and actionable strategies. Subscribe at canadiansme.ca and be part of a community that's shaping the future of Canadian business. Until next time, keep innovating, growing, and making a difference 